what do you know? We got a couple haters. Couple haters. Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we are going to talk about where we would have the rookies from the 2022 class intermingled with the rookies of the 2023 class. But before I do that, I want to make sure I introduce you to my co-host for the evening. You know him more as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, how the blue hell are you? You know, I'm okay, but it's because I didn't think I was going to get to talk to you, and here I am talking to you. You, on the other hand, you had more more enjoyable things planned, and that unfortunately did not come through. But how are you otherwise? Dude, I'm great. Um, I've been a big weekend of talking fantasy football where I didn't think I was going to be talking fantasy football. I just shared with you how I missed my my little weekend getaway to Vegas. I was going to go to Vegas with my wife and son. I could not wait to see my 15-year-old cruising the strip in Las Vegas. You know, uh the the showgirls, the, you know, people there for bachelorette parties, just kind of the things that you see in Vegas. It was going to be a lot of fun, but unfortunately due to that weather system that came through the Midwest and you know, prayers to the people in Arkansas and all over the Midwest that saw horrific tor- tornado damage. I by by no means took the worst of it, but yeah, uh, couldn't get our flights rescheduled. We were only going to be gone for two and a half days, so it wasn't really worth flying into Vegas on Sunday to then turn around and come home on Monday. But that, hey, man, that's that's why we're here. This is why you should be subscribed everywhere. If you were subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. You would have caught this on Sunday night. Jerry and I talking rookies. Uh, I took Jerry's one evening, one free from fantasy football, hanging out with Mrs. Jerry, and you would see his beautiful Detroit Tigers hat. Now, are you actually a Tigers fan, keeping track of what the boys are doing? Are you just uh, trying to make sure people know you're from the mean streets of Detroit there in Iowa and they leave you the hell alone? I am. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I am more of a fair weather Tigers fan. I don't I don't love baseball. I don't love pro basketball either, but also because I'm sort of, you know, I I only root for them really when they're good. So I don't have a right to bitch when they're bad. You know what I mean? Like I on this podcast, I've complained about the Detroit Lions a lot, but it's because I watch them and I care about them, even though they're bad. That's not so the case with with like when Justin Verlander and Cabrera and Scherzer were dominating. Of course, I, I watched every Tigers game I could, but no, this is this is just because I'm a I'm a trashy tool who's got to rep the city. Well, I mean, you, you, you make it look good. Um, I'll be honest, I'm wearing it, it, no, 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 no. The old English D makes everything else look good, my friend. It's one of the better logos, you know. A lot of teams in in an attempt over the years to drum up extra uniforms and hat and other trinkets and gimmick sales have altered or messed with their their uniform. The Philadelphia Phillies have done this. They've bounced from the old one to the new one, back to the old one. The Padres have done this. The Marlins, the Marlins were actually wearing a really clean throwback. Throwback is the Marlins are one of the newer-ish teams in Major League Baseball. But 
I could talk baseball all day. I'm actually wearing my son's travel league hat as we speak. I don't, I, uh, I don't have a bunch of fancy MLB hats like Jerry. Maybe I should get one. That'd be a this, good this one. This is actually my first one. I've never actually, and that's a rare thing for people from Michigan. Everybody's got the old English D hat. I never had one just because I'm not a super Tigers fan. And I felt like it was weird for me to have it. But now that I'm not there, always Detroit versus everybody. Detroit versus everybody. Well, let's let's get going with the fantasy football takes before people stop stop listening. That's what they're here for. Um, I'll talk about the patron in just a minute, guys. I'll ask you now, and I'll, I'll remind you at the end of the show. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. Head over to YouTube and subscribe. I don't. I mean, a lot of podcasts say notifications, turn them on, turn them off. I don't care. I'm looking for subs. Um, stop by when when you get a hair. Um, when your podcast queue is dry on Mondays, if you have us subscribed on YouTube, and sometimes your podcast queue can be dry. You're like, there's nothing to listen to. And you know what? That was a snap. You snapped your fingers. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to watch the Dynasty Warzone a day or so early because I know other podcasts will come out. You'll see me and Jerry. You'll see my podcast studio setup. You'll see James Gandolfini to my left. You'll see Bo Jackson right behind me. You'll see Jerry's whiteboard. He may draw up a play or two. Please head over to YouTube and subscribe. And if you're a podcast listener, thank you. Uh, also, feel free just to hit the pause button as long as you're not driving. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating. It goes a tremendous way in helping the Dynasty Warzone. That being said, Jerry, I, uh, I I had some time on my hands as I thought I was not going to be doing anything. Like, no yard work, no baseball practice, no honeydew list. I was free and clear. Now, on our Patreon podcast, before I hit the record button, I told you my poker exploits. Mm-hmm. I was going a little crazy with the uh, with the cheese whiz on uh, on Twitter. Now, Jerry, I know you're busy on the weekends because your job uh, your your job kind of demands it. True, and Iowa women's made the final four. They lost today, which gives me so much joy because I love to see Hawkeye fans upset. But yes, it has been an absolute shit show, and it was super nice this weekend. You're going to get it tomorrow, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's going to be like 67. It, I'm it off was, work though. It, because of the whole situation. Absolutely beautiful today. It was Midwest summer for us, so you're going to love tomorrow. Can't wait. Um, I'm sure my wife will have work for me because I can yeah. only get away with not doing work so many days in a row. But I'm, I'm going to leave this person out of it because I, I don't want to I don't want to come off as an old man yelling at cloud. Because remember, I, I said this last week. This is me now. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. Well, Jerry's not children, but... You know, people on Twitter, guys, this is the time of the year where you're getting really shitty advice. And I, I don't want to name names because this is not going to be positive. It's a good person. It's a bad tweet. But I, I, I'm going to be a little bit negative. Guys, be really fucking leery, really leery of advice you can't implement into your dynasty team. This guy was talking about how Daniel Jones is not good for your dynasty roster how Kirk Cousins is not good for your dynasty roster, and that you're basically an idiot and a simp if you're not out stacking Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, good friend of the show. And, uh, Jerry, would you consider Dan Williamson to be a good uh, dynasty player? Yeah. Yeah, Dan's pretty fucking good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to recommend that if you play in a league with Dan, be prepared to be at, at a mismatch. Maybe on your best day, you're even with Dan, and he's no dummy. 
No, he does not do stupid shit. He does not. And so Dan is in. I, I can I can sprinkle in some stupid shit. Let me tell you, but Dan does not. D- Dan plays strong, and and Dan was on this tweet as well. Guys, I'm just not. I'm not going to go too far into this tweet, but it does kind of segue into a couple others that we wanted to make part of this show tonight. So, guys, you're going to get a lot of bad dynasty advice this season, but I want to share with you some conversations that I had. Jerry, are you ready? Fire away. So, there's this new uh, new Twitter handle. I guess they're a podcast. They're called the Fantasy Scape Podcast. Give them a little shout out here on the show at Fantasy Scape underscore something. Uh, if you search at Fantasyscape, I'm assuming you'll find them. And they they tweeted out on Saturday. They they said identifying good players is only the first step in dynasty. Being able to identify value is the next step in creating dynasty teams. It's okay to trade away good assets for better ones. And and I like this tweet, Jerry. I, I gave it a little heart, and then I retweeted it because I had to set the record straight. Are you ready for my rebuttal? Okay. Uh, Uncle Memphis, because remember, I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. And Uncle Memphis said, while identifying players is important, roster construction, knowing where your roster is versus the league and how to move accordingly is the first step in Dynasty. Anybody can walk into Lowe's and pick out a good two by four. The real builders know how to build with it, Jerry. That is my thing. I I think too often, especially in rookie season, coming out of free agency season, I think sometimes, as a good friend of mine used to say, we get a little crazy with the cheese whiz. We get a little crazy with the cheese whiz, and we just want to get players, and we'll figure it out later. See, I've never bought into that theory. Jerry, when I read those tweets, what do you think? Now, do you think that having a strategy – and a plan and a way to build your team based on where you're at in your league is important? Or do you think identifying players is important? Because this is, by the way, this is not good people, bad tweets. This is just a, a good tweet, actually, from some a people that I'm giving a plug that inspired thought and conversation, Jerry. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a little bit of both. The problem with player evaluations is that it's the primary focus of just about 90% of the people that play this game or, or at least make content for this game. I don't know if it's all, it's all the players or not. And it has always been something that I don't take as seriously anymore. It's just, it, you hear a bunch of the same things and everything is always rainbows and sunshine every time or best case scenario. Every tweet, yeah, it, every, everything or, they tweet out is best case scenario or it's, unreasonable hatred and there's just never there's never anybody out there comparing a player to sterling shepherd who was a good prospect and it didn't work out like there's not people comparing to Corey davis who was a great prospect and didn't work out it, you're just not seeing those things you're, you're seeing extreme comparisons to outliers and elite players this is this year's james robinson this is this year's damian pierce this is this year's randy moss this is Justin Jefferson, and uh, I've probably said some shit like that about Jackson Smith and Jigba too. Don't get me wrong, I'm a sucker too, but that's why I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I I have always been a person that believes that you need to have a strategy, and it's not just your own team, right? Like like you said, you need to understand the the situation of other league members. Like we are in a one QB the TFFG league, 
Now, Pwin has an absolute fucking monster that is just prison sexing us, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, I'm, that's gonna be that's gonna be a new verb in my lexicon: prison sexing. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting prison sexed. That's the yeah, past tense, by the way. Prison sex. You sexed. don't want to be on the receiving end of one of those. Yeah, absolutely anyway, not. He's, he's got a great team, but it's also pretty young. And he was trying to get a trade because I have Saquon Barkley, where he was going to get Saquon Barkley. And I told him, like, it, it's probably just not feasible because at some point I have to try and win. And that time is not now because his team is better than mine. So I need to kick it down the road a little bit until his team can sort of age out and I can have a shot at least. So I was like, you would have to pay me a stupid amount. And I was like, honestly, it's only because it was you. I was like, if somebody else was trying to trade for Saquon Barkley, I'd be much more apt to trade for him. It's just, it's things like that. And maybe I'm just overreacting and maybe that's just something that's not, you know, maybe you should always be trying to quote unquote, take good players and get better players. But no, I, 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 I say this. a person that firmly believes in construction and understanding your league mates. And that's sort of why I have pivoted away from the one year punt situation too, because I think more, more and more people are doing it. And it just, it shits on that strategy. It doesn't work if you're not the person zigging when everyone else is zagging. Well, I think George, as it relates to the, the the one year punt or the productive struggle, I think in Superflex that doesn't exist. And Jordan McNamara, uh, guest of the show, maybe three four weeks ago, did a really good job of of bringing that that thought to my head. But I think it doesn't matter what your goal is, no matter what your goal is, you should be acquiring players for that goal. If you're doing a startup, I know a lot of startups are going on right now. You should 100%, 100% be building and drafting and acquiring either picks or players. Hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go young. I'm gonna go young. I'm gonna load up on young guys. I'm gonna reach around early on Garrett Wilson, or I'm gonna reach early on this young wide receiver, and that's gonna be the core of my team. And I, I know they're gonna do good this year, and I'm probably gonna finish, you know, at the 104, the 105 in my league. But that's okay. Maybe if I get lucky and catch the right guy, I'm going to go Rashad White and I'm going to go all these young guys. Okay, cool. Then you shouldn't be trading away your first later in the draft. You have to have a strategy. You know, you might be able to get like, you, you shouldn't trade away your first, you know, and like, I don't know where Derrick Henry's going right now in dynasty startups, but you shouldn't trade away your first and let's say the fourth round to draft Derrick Henry. After taking three guys that says I'm going young, Derrick Henry's a good player. But is he a good player for what you're doing? So, so this is a conversation that's worth having. Whatever your team's in, whether it's your startup season, rebuild season, you're just trying to tune up a contender from whatever that is, you need to be making moves that correlate with those goals. It's the same. It's the same thing if if you're on a diet, if you're trying to lose weight, your Daily food intake has to match those goals. So that's not just helpful for your dynasty roster. That's helpful for everything. If I'm going to do this, then the actions that you take should correlate to the goals you want to achieve. Because if it doesn't, you're not going to get the results that you want. So that was the first tweet I wanted to cover. Jerry, can we cover one more? Yeah, let me let me expand. On sure. That yeah, go give me a minute to find my other tweet. I just, I think... Dynasty players are exquisite at sticking to a plan in the startup, right? Like if they want to, I'm going to win now, or 
I'm going to go young or, you know, I, I'm going to do whatever. And they will stick to it. And that is that. But by the time we get 365 days later and we're in the next off season, it's like that's it, it, your whole strategy is just out the door. Here's the thing. Like if you are drafting and you want to punt the first year, you want to do this productive struggle thing. But then you have accumulated all of these picks and you have a young core. Stop sticking with that. If the plan was to be young to set a base so you could have all these picks, don't just pick all the picks because a lot of them are going to miss. Use them to get you players who can win you the championship. Like you want to talk about trading a first for Derrick Henry on a young team? You don't you do not do it in the startup, right? You don't need him. But like right now, he's relatively cheap to acquire. And if you have a good foundation of quarterbacks and wide receivers, which have it, fuck, okay, Derrick Henry can win you a championship. Delvin Cook can win you a championship. The problem is that I see is that players will stick with it. They will continuously want to be young. And if you continuously want to be young, you will never win. You will have all the sizzle and you can send a screenshot onto your Twitter profile and you'll get all the likes that you want. And you'll get that self-recognition, but you will not win the money. You will not win the trophy and you will not laugh in your friend's face because somebody's going to have Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey and, you know, older guys, and they're going to win. And they're not, they're going to have steak and not sizzle. Well, I think if you go back and look at last year's, last year's like top scores on both sides of the ledger, there wasn't a lot of rookies mixed in there. There wasn't a lot of year two guys. It was, it was a seven year old guys. It was a lot of veterans, a lot of Christian McCaffrey's and Devontae Adams and George Kittles yep. and, 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 and Travis Kelsey's. And those are the guys out there winning the bread. So it's great, and you 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 have to. It, that's what makes dynasty so fun. Is it so fucking hard? It is hard. If it was easier, it'd be your mom. All right, I'm 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 just kidding, kinda. All right, Jerry. And then once I don't have like a Britney Spears drop. Like every once in a while, like oops, I did it again. About once, it seems like once a week. Like last week, it was a Will Levis tweet. You know, on Twitter now it shows you the number of views that you that your tweets received. And I think my Will Levis one, and it was like last Monday, and I just heard this in a podcast, and I was like, it was like that record scratch moment. And it had mentioned Will Levis's pass completion percentage the last two years in college compared to Bryce Young's pass completion percentage the last two years in college. And they're virtually the same. They're both around 65 66%, right? So that was my viral tweet of the week last week. It was seen by like 33, 34,000 people, which is a lot for me. I've got like 5,500-ish followers on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm, by, I'm by no means a Twitter juggernaut. But Sunday morning, I was thinking to myself, no, Jerry, I'll tell you where the genesis of this comes from in just a second. Would you consider Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud to be in that Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Jalen Hurts group of like running style quarterbacks i mean because yeah. i because yes. i don't i, mean, I don't know yeah, I, mean, I mean they're they're not going to run at all though hardly i mean they they they, they didn't in college yeah so so you're not going to get that rushing upside right right so in order for them to score stride, but so be, stroud showed a little bit a, a little bit in in the national championship game but that was really like the first time so is that his new mo or is that just a one-time thing so in order for those kind of quarterbacks to be successful, so then the tweet said, does 4,200 yards and 31 TDs sound like a good average year for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? 
Oh, it does. Great. You just drafted Kirk Cousins average in Minnesota with your rookie 103, 104, or 105 in Superflex. And, and it really befuddled a lot of people. Let me tell you where I was coming from, Jerry. First of all, I, have I always loved Kirk Cousins on this podcast? Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, QBs, Jared Goff, QBs like that. Sure. They are the quintessential QB2 priced guys that will give you QB1 type production. Kirk Cousins has for the majority of his five-year run in Minnesota. The problem is, as much like Stephen A. Smith or you know Daniel Jeremiah or Colin Cowherd, we want to get rid of Kirk Cousins every chance we get. That was the tweet that really chapped me and Dan's ass on on Saturday. Was that was like the example is that you're never going to win in Dynasty if you have Kirk Cousins and you have and you have Daniel Jones. And I'm like, wait a second, but aren't you the same guy who likes C.J. Stroud? And Bryce Young, because that's what you're hoping for. Because without that rushing upside, without that rushing floor that even a Daniel Jones gives you, gives you 700 yards last year, you're hoping for a guy that's going to give you 42 to 4,500 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. But you hate Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are never going to win a championship because of him. He's boring milk toast for our fantasy teams, but you're happy to recommend and be super high on the guy whose ceiling is Kirk fucking cousins. That's what drives me crazy. This is why as dynasty content consumers, Jerry and I are very transparent about our process. I don't pretend to love one guy when I'm promoting another guy. That's just like the guy. It drives me crazy. Jerry, does, does any of that make sense? Or am I again, just old man yelling at cloud? I mean, maybe a little bit of both, but I'm, I, I hear you, right? But the difference is, is A, they don't look like Kirk Cousins, so the narrative is different. Well, well they're the Second, sizzle. Kirk Cousins is the stake. He's the QB9 yes. last year. QB8-9, yes. he's the stake. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, they got an Alabama logo on their helmet. They got a Buckeye on their helmet. They're, they're, yeah. they're young. They're 21. They're 22. They're sexy. They were just on our TV on Saturdays. We love Debbie. We love college. So, of course, they're better than Kirk Cousins. Uh-uh. I got news for you. You and the team that drafts them will be fucking thrilled. Fucking thrilled if they're Kirk Cousins at the NFL level. And that's the problem. For what we do, give me Kirk Cousins. Oh, fine. You got the 106? I got fine. I'll, I'll give you my 103 for Kirk Cousins and the one in the 106. Because because yeah. you want CJ Stroud, you want Bryce Young. Cool. I'm going to get the same amount of fantasy points, and I'm getting the plus. That's the point. Give me Jared Goff. If he signs an extension in Detroit, give me Jared Goff. Give me the plus. Gonna, give me the give me in like three weeks. Sure, give me the 17-point-per-game dynasty asset because most of y'all's leagues are lucky if they make it three-plus years. Now, some of you play in leagues like patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone where we don't have leagues fold, or maybe the FFPC like our buddy Theo from Player Profiler. But a lot of you play in leagues where leagues fold. And give me Jared Goff in the plus, Jerry. I, I know I, 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 I can look past the sexy names and realize 18 points a game is still 18 points a game. Yeah, I did see your tweet, uh, and I read some of the comments, and it was always, I'll pay that for a 21-year-old. I don't want to pay that for a 34-year-old. 
my rebuttal to that, and and I get where they're coming from, right? But we're talking about their ceiling, really. Like, uh, you can't assume that these guys are going to come in and be Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's nonsense. That's absolute fucking nonsense. I think 4,530 is their ceiling. That's and what, that's, that's a good ceiling. It is. It is a very good ceiling. And if that is what they are, eventually, I would like to pay that. I would like to acquire them, but they are extremely expensive right now. And to your argument, you could get the plus, you can get the juice. So why and, not and, get and, the juice? And, and here's the thing, like, is Kirk Cousins going anywhere? Honestly, do, do you believe that Kirk Cousins is going to be out of this league in two years? Because I don't. What's their plan? To, what's their plan to replace him? They're going to be good. They're the yeah. best team based on last year's record. And you got to assume Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. In Green Bay, I mean, we like Detroit. I mean, I know you do, especially. And, and of course, the Bears have have made some adjustments, but I, I don't see there's a world where Green Bay, I'm excuse me, not Green Bay, Minnesota is like anything worse than like nine and eight. So yeah. you're not going to have the ammunition to be able to pay up and get Drake May or Caleb Williams. So what right. are you doing at quarterback? You're going to take Kirk Cousins for another two year deal, and, and you're going to see what shakes out. And I, I got news for you: if they don't. Someone's going to take Kirk Cousins on, on, on a two-year deal, whether that's Bill, whether that's Bill Belichick. You know, Smith got a job. Jimmy Garoppolo got a job. We just hate boring in Dynasty, guys. Di- boring wins, and that's that's my whole point. A is watch out for hypocrites. People will kill Kirk Cousins, but but tell you to go draft C.J. Stroud, and I'm like, wait a second. If because because first of all, in, in Superflex, you should have your stud. You should have at least one. I know that one guy was like, go oh, get. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. We'd all love to dumb dumb, but that's not yeah. how it works. That's not <laughs> oh, how it works in 2023. There's too much in, there's too much good information out there yeah, yeah. about dynasty. So it doesn't work that way anymore. But if you can, cool. But if not, if you do, you're probably going to cripple your team for years to come. And you're going to have two really good quarterbacks, and it's going to take you four years of rebuilding or hitting on some miracle rookie picks to yeah. get that roster where where you want it to be. But at the end of the at the end of the day. Be be a avoidance of hypocrites and remember points are points. I don't care if it's 30-year-old. I don't how old is Jared Goff? He came in in 2016. So he's gotta be like 28, 29. Maybe give yeah. me 20. Because if Jared Goff loses his job in Detroit, he's gonna get another one. You know, g- give me those type of guys. If they're all in a bucket, and we look back in three years and over the course of those three years, CJ Stroud, Jared Goff, you know, Danny Dimes. All these guys end up giving you 18 points a game, and you could have got additional players to help your roster. Who cares? Who cares who gives you the 18 points a game? If it was, if they were giving you money, if they were just stopping by your house and hand, would you can't? Would you care who's handing you that 20 dollar bill? Does it matter if they're 34? Does it matter if they're 29? No, you just you're getting the thing. So don't get caught up in the names. Don't get caught up in the ages. Just go win. All this shit is cyclical. Don't get caught up in the names that you continuously hear for short periods of time. And the thing about rookie drafts and rookie talk is that you hear the same names for such a short period of time that it creates additional value with each one. The the NFL player pool of all 12 or 9 or 8 draft classes being combined into one, you, you don't get to hear the same names except for the elite players. Yeah, just so and this is not just, a, just not all elite players. That's the thing. A lot of rookies shit the bed. 
So it's it, it just the problem is, is we just continuously talk about them for a short period of time and it inflates value. I would so just I, I, I hear you. I would just leave it at this. Be very leery of not because you're going to hear this for the next month. You're going to hear the, the, the same analyst or fantasy content creator say you can't win a championship with Kirk Cousins. And then you're going to hear him say draft CJ Stroud. It's a big hustle. It's it, it's a uh, it's a big myth. But Jerry, we're going to move up. But that was good people. Lots and, of and tweets. Here's the thing. And here's the thing: we you can win with CJ Stroud and Kirk Cousins. That's but not you're going to win because of them. You're going to win in spite of them. They're just along for the ride. They're a cog in the wheel. Correct. They're, they're they're a part of the machine. You're going to win a ju- juice that you need. You just you need that QB two to just be a little bit better than the other person's QB two, and that's what they are. QB two cost, QB one production. You and, know, and let's hope Stroud can hit that. Whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's a running back, whether it's, it's some guys you're going to win in spite of, or they're going to help, and some guys you win because of. You win because of Patrick Mahomes. That's why you take the risk on Anthony Richardson. You win because of Jalen Hurts. You win because of Josh Allen. And because we've seen Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, you've got to take that swing on Anthony Richardson. I understand because all these guys, one of these guys is going to bust. The math just says bust. So so that's how you win. So a lot of these guys, you're not going to win because of. They're just going to be part of your machine. And if if they're not the reason why you're going to win, I don't really care who's part of my machine as long as I'm getting the machine to function at a functioning level. So, Jerry, let's move on. We have some rookies to comp. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to beat Jerry up a little bit. I'm going to hit him with some dukes here in just a second. But that was a lot of good people with a lot of random tweets and that is brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Now, Neil, our admin, been very busy, and he is going to help us. We're, we're going to test Sleeper and see what Sleeper will let us do from a configuration standpoint. Jerry, you are familiar with a former host of this show uh, and friend of the show, John Sheps of the Toilets of Titles. Many years ago, he got me into playing Dynasty IDP, and here here was the the scoring and the, and the roster setting format, okay? okay. Superflex, tight end premium, 1.75 tight end premium, must start two. So you started 10 on the offense. Two of them had to be a tight end, one QB, one running back, one wide receiver, and the other five positions were up to you. Then on the, the defensive side, you also started 10. And it was a very uh, defensive end heavy Uh Linebackers, as traditionally in IDP, were big, you know, point scorers, and then your your safeties and corners were just kind of like, you know, filler. You had to start like one or two of them, but but that's the kind of league I'm thinking our next patron's going to be, and, and the reason why is that puts a lot of strategy into the draft. You just can't go in and say, well, I'm going to hammer two quarterbacks, or I'm going to, I'm I'm going to, you know, go, you know, ultra. I'm going to go. Travis Kelsey in the first round because I'm going to win this league and I got to have two. Jerry, we're in a two tight end league. You know how hard it is to get two starters on a weekend. Yes. Yeah, we won't talk about Jerry's tight ends in that league. It's, that's been my problem. You know, and, and and you think the tight end pool is scarce? Wait until you start drafting defensive ends when the defensive end scoring's at a premium. So that's the kind of league that we're going to cook up. Neil and I are going to see what we can get sleeper to do from a functionality standpoint. But if that's something that you're interested in, along with a great group chat, bonus conversations, the before I hit the record button series, all of that, 
We've never adjusted the price. We've never changed the price. It's still five bucks a month. And that is all available over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Jump in, hit my DMs at DWZ Memphis. Say, hey, I'm joining the Patreon. Save me a spot in the next startup and, and we'll see what we can do. But Jerry, enough promoting, enough commercials. Let's talk about this rookie class, Jerry. Now, um, we'll make it easy. We'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 talk about the the quarterbacks and the tight ends first. Then we'll get into meat and potatoes. How about that? Okay, deal. So we're going to compare this year's class, and I'm going to grill Jerry like a tuna. I'm going to grill him, and I'm going to ask him. So Jerry, let's just start with the, let's just start with the with the with the quarterbacks, okay? So in this year's class, I think we have four, and then like maybe a fifth if you like a guy like Hendon Hooker. So we've obviously got Anthony Richardson. We've already talked a lot about C.J. Stroud. We've talked a lot about Bryce Young. Of course, a guy that I like quite a bit, Will Levis. He was actually linked to the Colts today on Twitter as we record this on, on a Sunday. So we have four quarterbacks. So as I mentioned those four quarterbacks, are there any of those guys that you would rather have less than Kenny Pickett? And, and you can take into account that you know Kenny Pickett's a stealer. You know that he's got Deontay Johnson. You know he's got George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth and and Najee Harris and uh, uh, continuity with the offensive coordinator. I didn't love the offensive coordinator, but knowing all of that, would would your rankings change? Like, where would you slot Kenny Pickett in with that current draft uh, or current lot? Excuse me, of QBs. Um. See, it's weird, but it, because there's probably four, maybe five. I might put him at five, actually, just ahead of Hendon Hooker. Like, I, I think I, I, I don't love Anthony Richardson because he scares the hell out of me, but I know that if he hits, he's going to hit so much better than Kenny does so that I would have to put him in there. I feel like him and Will Levis are sort of the same thing, but he's going to get better draft capital. I think he's going to be in – he's got to have a better offensive line situation. So him and Will Levis are close, and I would take Stroud or Love over him as well. I would agree. I would agree. So I'm I'm going to tear it. I'm going to tear it a little bit. I clearly I have Levis and Anthony Richardson. If if again, I covered this with the Toilets to Titles crew. I was on their podcast a couple weeks ago. You know, if if you've already got like a risky QB one then I can totally not blame you for taking Stroud or Young, right? Because everybody should – Jerry, you should have a stud QB, right? Yep. You should have, a at a minimum, a Dak, a Watson, Lamar, Kyler. At a minimum, you should have one of those guys as your one. Correct. And then you should have a QB, too. Like, yes. if you're QB, two from last year, and, like, you're you're fortunate enough to be in the situation where you have a, a Justin Fields – then you've already got a guy that's got mega super high upside ceiling to pair with your stud. If Justin Fields returns the value that he was returning last year, him and a Josh Allen, him and a Patrick Mahomes and a Justin Herbert, you're 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 living good. But if, if you've got like uh you know, then then as that QB three, then then you take a Stroud or a Young. Yeah. But but if you've already got like say a Josh Allen and then maybe you hit like a Tua, a Tua is a is a safe quarterback. He's going to be, you know, I think he was rocking at one point as high as like QB eight, and due to the yeah. concussions, he finished in the teens. But if you got like a safe guy like Tua, like a a Kirk Cousins, 
And you know, a guy, a, Dan, a Daniel Jones, is your QB two. You need to try to take the cover off the ball and take a Will Levis, take an Anthony Richardson. So I'm I'm just going to throw Kenny Pickett in that safe side. You know, he's he's going to be a, a a QB sixteen, maybe as high as twelve if he has like a really really good season, and that's it. He's part of a QB rotation that you're going to use, and I think that's where I've already mentioned where I think Stroud and Young are going to wind up. But if if I were going to draft him from a safe perspective, I would go Stroud, Young, uh, Levis, Richardson, Pickett. And if I was going to go from a living dangerously standpoint, Mm -hmm. I would go Richardson, Levis, Stroud, Young, Pickett. So he's right there in that in that five range, but. That was the problem with last year's class. Yeah, doo-doo. Uh, doo-doo. Well, well, let's get rid of the other doo-doo real quick. We'll talk tight end positions from last year. Uh, literally next to no impact. Um, we didn't get to see a lot out of Trey McBride. He was the QB, excuse me, the QB, the tight end one from, from last year's class. Uh, a lot of people like Greg Dulcich. And then a guy that I really like cheap in two tight end premium type formats is the Colts Jelani Woods had a couple of monster games and it was pretty much known they were shopping and trying to move on from from Mo Alley Cox and Kylan Granson is he is what he is but in, in this class is is there anybody from last year's class like where would you take Trey McBride mixed in with the with the Musgraves and the Michael Myers and the Darnell Washingtons and I'm, I'm missing some oh uh, uh Dalton Kincaid where does Trey McBride fit into that? Even though you know the landing spots of these other guys, I I feel like he's just it, this one's tough too. But I feel like they're all just the same. Tight ends is such a hard thing to do because a they're all probably good enough to do what you know a tight end eleven in fantasy can do. And, and I'm not going to come up with a name because I think it's so hit or miss. And I think it's just, it depends how the offense goes and what the quarterback likes more so than the talent of the tight end. Cause I feel like they're all talented enough and yet not transcendent enough, except for, you know, the select few that there are, he, he would just be in a pile. Honestly, Randy. I mean, he had good draft capital. We thought it was going to be a good situation. Now they're probably going to get rid of Hopkins. So it could open it up for him, but there's no Kyler there. I, I actually I, like I, I could it. easily see him being anywhere from tight end one in these two classes to you know, totally irrelevant. And, th- and that goes with everybody in this class, too. I don't think any of them are transcendent-esque talents. See, I really like this class, and I, and I would be remiss without bringing up uh, another rookie tight end I like from last year in uh, Jake Turd Ferguson and a guy who's getting a uh, – a lot of love in Tennessee, which is Chig Anconquo. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm a hundred percent sure that I absolutely butchered, butchered that man's name, huh? I think you did okay. I don't think that was that bad. Anconquo, Chig. I just call but him yeah, Chig. It, it, honestly, he, he's probably my, my tight end one at in between these two classes, just because he's he's shown We've something. Seen, I've yeah, seen I, something. I've seen a pulse. You know, I think tight end, I'm going to wait, and we're going to redo this exercise after the NFL draft because I think there's some good athletes in there. But I got – I mean, I, I got to say that I really like – as an Indianapolis Colts fan, and, you know, obviously I, I see all the games, and 
He's a big dude. He's an athletic dude. And I think Trey McBride's going to be a steal. I know Zach Ertz is still there, but he's like 31, 32, coming off of an ACL. Injuries don't heal better when you get in your 30s. Ask me how I know. And, and it's it's one of those things that's like, but it, I like the rookies better than these guys. But knowing that Trey McBride is in Arizona and we've seen how Kyler Murray like funnels the ball to the middle of the field and they're probably going to be moving on from DeAndre Hopkins and Zach Ertz is coming off of the ACL. It really makes me like Trey McBride. So I will be more and I think we'll both be more prepared to really combat these guys. But if I had to rank them and that's what people want to hear is rankings, I'm still going to stick with Michael Mayer, stick with Kincaid. I like Musgrave more than most. The big guy from uh, Georgia, Washington. Is that it? Darnell Washington? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got that right. And, and then McBride. I think I would have him five in this class. Knowing, but, but in fairness to these other guys, knowing he's a Cardinal, knowing what the situation is, uh, the rest of these guys. I think Chig would be right there at six. I know everybody likes Laporta and some of these other guys, but you know, Kate Otten, I didn't mention Kate Otten as well. D- Daniel Bellinger was going to be was going to be a thing until he got Darren Wallard. It's just such an interesting position, and they take so no, it's long it's to a hit. In the ass of a position, I think. Yeah, it, I think are, it makes the game are, fun. Yeah, I mean, it does. It, but the game's already hard, and tight end just makes it worse. Bastards. That is true, Jerry. But let's get in the meat and the potatoes of it. Let's let's get into. You want to do wide receivers or running backs first? Um, uh, we should just save running backs. It's always what everybody cares about. That is what they may call the main event, Jerry. You know, like when you go watch a a boxing or a, a UFC or even like a pro wrestling show, every card has a main event. I think people like the running back to be the main event. So uh, we'll roll with it. So, Jerry, I'd say last year's class wasn't an all timer, but I do. But but I do believe it was a pretty darn good class, and and uh, I I think there's a lot of guys that showed flashes that could have uh, a good sophomore campaign. I agree. I'm with you. I so mean, it, it just just looking at it again and just sort of getting a everybody that was impactful. Yeah, that was a good class, man. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, as it was, uh, you know, once said. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. And, and obviously the, the, the cream of last year's crop would have been, you know, Drake London, Garen Wil- Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave. That was a big tear break for me. Then you get into guys like Traylon Burks, Sky Moore, a guy that you're hoping to see a lot more of this year, Jamison Williams. George Pickens, Christian Watson had a nice stretch. Uh, Wandell Robinson was flashing a little bit before he got hurt. But as we start mixing these guys in, who is your 2023 wide receiver one? If we're mixing these two classes? No, I just want to know. So two separate questions. Who is your okay, number two, one one? 2023? Yes, sir. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. So I'm, by I, himself. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a would you rather. Okay. okay. And then eventually you're going to say stop. Okay. I'd rather have Jackson Smith and Jigba. More than Drake London. Yes. Jackson Smith and Jigba over Garrett Wilson. Yes. So he would be your 101 in these two classes combined. Correct. Wow. He played with Garrett Wilson. He played with Chris Olave, and he had them on the bench. 
they 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 were they were second fiddle to him at Ohio State. I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting you just to go straight scoreboard, bitch, but, you know, th- there you are. You and Jackson Smith and Jigba said, get your ass on that bench. Go sit around. So, okay, that, that's bold. I have not heard that level of take so far in this class. Well, then Jerry that's clearly – That's wild to me. They literally played on the same team. And, you're and, not you're, you're and, not and wrong. The star was JSN, but okay. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong, and I think this is the take that the people are here for. This is the cold, hard facts, and while def- while we've seen Chris Olave in the pros and we've seen Garrett Wilson in the pros and, and some of these guys, Jerry feels that convinced that Jackson Smith and Jigba is the one, as the kids would say, Jackson Smith and Jigba is him. So so who, who who's your wide receiver two in this class? Garrett Wilson. Oh, in this class, Jordan Addison. Sorry. Jordan Addison. So uh, I'm going to hit you with the would you rather because you made that last one a whole lot yeah. of not fun. Yes. Yes. Okay. Are, are you ready? Yeah. So you can tell me. I'm, I'm going to just call him out as I like him and you can tell me when to stop. Yep. So Jordan Addison or Drake London? Drake London. Jordan Addison or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. Jordan Addison or Jameson Williams? I feel like Lions they're the same. Fan. I feel like they're the same, but I am going to say Jameson. Okay, okay. Uh Jordan Addison or Chris Alave? Chris Alave. Uh Jordan Addison or Kristen Watson? We are going to go with Jordan Addison right there. Okay, and then finally, Traylon Burks or Jordan Addison? Jordan Addison. Uh, you know what's funny? And and, and I've, I've you know I love Traylon Burks. Some people would say he had a weight problem. Some people would say he developed asthma. Jerry, did you know that as we're growing in a podcast that I have like uh, inside recordings and into conversation between Traylon Burks and head coach Mike Vrabel? Did you know that, that I have that inside conversation? I did not know you had sources on the inside. Would you like to hear that conversation? Because I have it recorded. (laughs) I I am curious what you have set up. Let me let me get the recording set up for you. This is an actual conversation between Traylon Burks and Mike Vrabel. Because you know Mike Vrabel, not a big fan of Traylon Burks, it seems. True. Okay. Uh, well, well he, here's the conversation. You tell me what you think of this conversation. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? What is that? Sir, jelly donut, sir. A jelly donut? Sir, yes, sir. How did it get here? Sir, I took it from the mess hall, sir. Is Chow allowed in the barracks? Sir, no, sir. Are you allowed to eat jelly donuts? Sir, no, sir. And why not? Sir, because I'm too heavy, sir. Because you are a disgusting fat body. I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that that Mike Vrabel, not a big fan of Traylon Burks. Should not have brought the jelly donut. He shouldn't. I mean, I mean... And listen, we're we're just having some fun. Uh, love having fun. We're never a Traylon Burks guy. I actually hope that they take a wide receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba at the uh, one eleven. They draft eleventh overall in the NFL draft, and I hope it just just nerfs him even more because I don't think he's a good wide receiver. I don't think he's a good wide receiver prospect. I think he just got away with in college just running around and like no real semblance of a. Of a of a route and just you know out athleted everybody, kinda. But okay, so anybody else in this twenty twenty three class 
Oh, and by the way, I know Traylon Burks isn't fat. He's a fucking pro athlete. It's a joke, people. It's a gimmick. It's a bit. It's a show. Anyway, Jerry, I I, I, I digress. Are there any other rookies in this 23 class that you would have ranked over their, their peers in the 2022 class? Like, uh, you know, Quentin Johnston, any of those guys? No, you'd have to you'd have to go down pretty far on the list, like even past the George Pickens, potentially Jahan Dotson. You'd have to get down there before I you start know, thinking about it. You know, back in the day, nowadays bands just have like there's hardly even any bands really. But like back in the you know the the, the old days, you'd have like a, like a lead singer, like you know like Gladys Knight and the Pips. That's what this draft class feels like. It fe- it feels. Like, you know, like Smokey Robinson and the Temptations. You know, if you like old Motown, like my dad loved old Motown. So I've, I was raised on, on that. So, you know, in this class, it feels like that that Jackson Smith and Jigba is Smokey Robinson. He, he is Gladys Knight. And the rest of these guys are the Temptations or are the Pips. They're backing yeah. up Jackson Smith and Jigba. And they, they would not stretch the surface amongst the Chris Olave, even Traylon Burks. I'll be honest. You know, it it would be a coin like if I were doing a startup with the rookies already in there and not the picks, and I was drafting a young wide receiver, not knowing where Zay Flowers is as a a rookie, like Zay Flowers in in New York Giants, I probably like more than Traylon Burks. Zay Flowers in say Baltimore with a tumultuous quarterback situation, I might lean Burks, but this is a pretty top heavy wide receiver class. True. I mean, you ain't. I mean, running back class is sort of the same way, though. I mean, it's 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 juicier. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's still sort of that. Let me let me let me do the people a favor. Now, now, uh, how do you feel about guys like Wandale Robinson, Alec Pierce, John Mechie, Jahan Dotson? I think that's the tier behind the guys we've already talked about. Um, how do you feel about those guys if they were sprinkled in with this twenty twenty three class? I think Jahan Dotson would probably be my wide receiver three. I, I literally threw up a three as Jerry was talking. If you're watching on YouTube, you would have saw that. That is not cap. That is fact. I threw up a three when 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 Jerry said that about Jahan Dotson. I think I, I'm going to call my shot, Jerry. Can I call a shot? I, I am going to agree with this shot if it's trending the way I think it's trending. I, I think one of these teams is going to trade up to get like an Anthony Richardson at like three, they're going to trade up with Arizona, who's already got Kyler Murray, got Kyler Murray locked up. They're going to trade up, and then they're going to use other draft capital, including maybe even a future first, and they're going to trade for Terry McLaren to beat that rookie. Let's let's say that uh, we've heard rumors of the Tennessee Titans. Now, I would hate this because I'm a Colts fan and I hate the Titans, but I would love it because it would, in fact, stunt the fantasy growth of Traylon Burks. And that is, let, let's say, because Tennessee today was rumored to be trading up to three to try to get their quarterback. Yeah. Let's say Tennessee gave up, uh, I don't know, they, they, they had to move up to get Anthony Richardson. And then they used other draft capital and they traded Washington to get Terry McLaren. I think there's going to be a team with a with a year one or year two, well, maybe not even year two, because the year two class sucked. It's Kenny Pickett. And he's already got George Pickens and, and Deontay Johnson. But that's a long way of saying that I think Terry McLaren, based on his contract and their, I almost called him the, their old name, the commanders 
ability to win this year, I think Terry McLaren could be on the move. And if not, I still think Jahan Dotson could be really good. I just think Jahan Dotson's a touchdown machine. I, like, I, I think I, I don't know if I don't know if he's ready for that level to be sort of a touchdown guy and just a dynamic wide receiver overall. But Bro finds the end zone every single time with bad quarterbacks. So I, I am excited for guys like that. And he was awesome at Penn State. And he's he on my acquire list, man. I'm telling you, yeah, he's 100. He is on my acquire list, and I, and I know this is going to be a horrible comp. And if you're driving, put your hands at ten and two and hold the fuck on. Now, I'm not saying. Alec Pierce can be DK Metcalf. There is not another DK Metcalf. Only DK Metcalf can eat like a bag of like Sour Patch Kids and gummy bears every day and still look like he's carved out of granite. But I think Alec Pierce could be a guy with a strong arm, like a strong arm quarterback. Let's say the Colts land Anthony Richardson or land Will Levis. We saw these guys. What what Uncle Rico say in Napoleon Dynamite? Throw a football over that their mountains. Yeah. I, I think we saw their pro days. I think Will Levis and or Anthony Richardson could throw a football over that their mountains. And with that, you know, sub 4-4 speed and his size, I think Alec Pierce, man, when you need like a home run play in your in your even you know, obviously he's a best ball gym. But if you can put him in like, you know, we play in a league where you got to start 12. He's the kind of like wide receiver four, like flex three type guy that could really win you some weeks. And same thing with Wandale Robinson. I would much rather, like if I'm on the clock getting ready to draft, say, uh, I don't know, Jerry, I, I don't I don't love a, a ton of these rookie wide receivers. Like uh, like I like Marvin Mims. I called him Bursty T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. You know, he's got like a profile. Like, But like if I was getting ready to hit the, the, the draft button on like a Rishi Rice or a Jalen Hyatt, I would much rather trade for some of these guys that that we're talking about, like Wandale Robinson, Alec Pierce, those kind of guys. I'm cool. I'm I'm cool with that. Just a little sidebar. Also, all in on Michael Pittman. I know we're talking about two different rookie classes, but we talked about the Colts wide receivers. Bro is so undervalued right now. 99 catches in 16 games last year with dog shit quarterback play. Yeah, that's a buy every time. All right. Well, Jerry, you know what we're going to do in our next mock draft? We're going to do this next Sunday. I'm holding you to it. Okay. We're going to get you. We're Now I'm going to figure out how to do this to where I can share it with the people watching YouTube and recap it for the people who are listening. We're not going to throw the quarterbacks in there because that would make it less comprehensive, less fun. But we're going to get you, maybe a guest, a couple of the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and we'll actually mock it. We'll rock it and we'll mock it and we'll, we'll we'll get a mock draft. We'll we'll make it eligible for freshmen and sophomores. Okay. Done and done. Oh, I like how Jerry okay. nods. His, I love how Jerry nods his, nods his head. Great for the uh, for, for 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 the YouTube audience. Not so much for the podcast audience. But Jerry, let's get into it. Main event time. Yep. Let's talk running backs. I think this is a class. I think we talked a little bit a uh, little bit of hesitancy around the the uh, quarterbacks and, and tight ends from last year's class. But I, I think the running back class ended up being better than we thought. True. But it wasn't great, Jerry. No, it, it wasn't, but it was also. Because we have two young stars, and we have two intriguing players, and we have one that's a little spicy and could be good in James Cook. I think that's true. Now, I, I want to put you to a test. I want to hit you with a hypothetical, and I hate hypotheticals almost as much as I hate comps, but I want to hit you with a hypothetical. 
Wow. Now, we're, now we're dynasty content creators, buddy. We got to do. We got and and buddy, the draft is like three and a half weeks away. So we're we're yeah. doing the Lord. We're doing the Lord's work over here at the Dynasty mm-hmm. Warzone. So let's say hypothetically, Brees Hall never gets injured, and he keeps up that pace that he was on through like what week seven or eight last year. Double yeah. digit fantasy points in every single game in the PPR format. Where where would you have put Brees Hall versus Bijan Robinson? Because mind you, one guy did it. One guy had done it and done it well. Now, the ACL is scary. Um, he's getting ready to potentially get a quarterback upgrade. I think a- a- Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. Yep. Um, seems like he's healthy enough to tell Zeke Elliott to beat feet when he said he wanted to go to the Jets. And it's going to be him and Michael Carter. Knowing Brees Hall's a Jet, knowing he was dominating, um, pretend like the ACL never happened. Where would you put the, the Brees Hall versus Bijan debate? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's a real difference between any of the top three. I think you can have them. I think that is spicy. See, I don't. I just, I think any one of K9, Brees Hall, or Bijan Robinson could end up being the best of the bunch. And I don't think any of them are going to be very different from the others. I think K9 proved that he can pass catch and that he's just an incredible running back. Brees Hall looked like he was going to set the world on fire before he got hurt. And Bijan Robinson is the best prospect that we've seen probably since Saquon. So, oh, definitely since Saquon. I mean, I don't think there's yeah. any, I think between him and Saquon, there's a lot of good running backs. I think, I think looking back at it retrospectively, I think Jonathan Taylor should be in that mix because he was a pretty damn good athlete. Yeah. And, and has the RB1 and not just an RB1, but a really good RB1 season on his belt. Under his belt, excuse me. So, I, I I like I like Bijan, but you're not blown away by him over Brees Hall, if no. if if the injury no. never happened. No, even now, even now, I don't care about the injury. The the injury is irrelevant to me. So you, where do you where do you have them in like, your rankings? Like, they're all the same. They're they're probably all right around like RB three to five or two to four or. I mean, I still got JT at one, but same. But so I have him in a tier, right? I I, I like Bijan, but my 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 RB one, my top five RBs for me is JT. He's only going into year four, going to get a QB upgrade, getting an offensive minded head coach. Not that Frank Reich wasn't, but I, I think we're going to see some good stuff, especially if they pair him with a mobile quarterback. Here's you know, Matt, we, we we talked earlier, e- either you're winning because of players or in spite of players and people won championships because of Jonathan Taylor. That's the reason that motherfucker stays at one and he's young and he's under contract and he's built like a linebacker. Hey, look at, look I, at I don't Jerry care about last year. I'm really saying. proud of Jerry running the thread back through this show. So I have JT at one. And then depending on the day, I, I, I really, because of the ACL, I'm just going to be quite honest, between the ACL, I go back and forth between Kenneth Walker as my two and, and Brees Hall as my two. So they're two, three. I have Bijan at four. I've never seen him play a fucking snap in the NFL, but that's how much respect I have for his, for his college profile, for his athleticism. I'm showing that man a lot of respect. And then I do, even though he's going into year five of his career, with some injury baggage of his own in Saquon Barkley, that's my five. If I'm doing yeah. a dynasty rankings today, those are my five. For, for me, it's, and it's, I think, split, it's I think splitting you can hairs. Switch any of, exactly. You could switch any of those five guys. 
Because, yeah, you know, like, you know, like I can't unsee Brees Hall. Literally every game he played, every game, even like the first game when he wasn't like the feature guy, every game he played was double digit points. That's pretty good. I know it was a small sample, seven games, but that's pretty damn good. And I know his offense is going to be better. And I know he's going to score. And, and I don't know where Bijan is. Now, if Bijan lands in a plum situation, like let's say Miami, I got to reevaluate. If Bijan goes 11 to Tennessee, which seems odd, but that's not a great spot because, you know, Derrick Henry's wrapping up a contract. If he goes 12 to Houston, okay. Still Damian Pierce is kind of like James Robinson, Travis Etienne all over again type vibe. But but you get my point. It's very tier-based. I don't blame you for having one ahead of the other. So that's fair. Now let's get in the meat and the taters of it. So clearly, clearly the, the, the top three are some combination of Bijan, Brees, and Kenneth Walker. Where do you put Jameer Gibbs in that group? Let's say Jameer Gibbs, or I keep clicking back and forth between, like, uh, I don't know. Where do you put him in amongst that three? How far? What's the gap? What's the gap between those three and Jameer Gibbs? Is it, like, not, so a just small not, hole, or is it the Grand Canyon? It's a hole. I don't, I don't think it's a Grand Canyon, I, but it could be. I, I, I want to see where he goes. Uh, and the draft capital that goes with it and sort of what's that situation looks like. Um, but I, I could easily see him. It, it, the The rate at which running backs not of his caliber are making an impact in the NFL currently makes me believe that he can absolutely make an impact in the NFL. So I think he is probably in a tier by himself right below those guys in these two classes. I, th- I think the first three are pick whoever you want. You know, they're, they're at, they're absolutely guys that you want as cornerstone pieces of a dynasty roster. And then I think there's Jameer Gibbs in a tier by himself. And then there's sort of everybody else in between these two classes that could, it's a jumble of like 10 guys. Cause this class is, you know, thicker than a bowl of honey. And last year's class has a couple guys who have shown that they can at least be RB twos. All right. Well, you, uh, you, 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 you got me. You got me on that. I do agree. Jameer is in a group all on his own. So now, uh, any anything else before we get into this? Um, because I'm going to get so. into that I, next I, tier I do like guys. Rashad White, though, I do like Rashad White. Well, I, well, I that's where I'm Rashad go- White sort of being in that Jameer Gibbs sort of sort of tier up there. I really like him a lot. I'm guessing I will have a lot of him in. Uh, startups this year perfect so now i'm gonna kind of give you like some some situations all right i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna give you the the would you rather between two guys from this class perfect so you mentioned james cook yeah um he got some company in the form of a guy that i really like in in damian harris can't stay healthy i think when he plays he's a pretty darn good football player but you know health is wealth and the best of av- best ability is availability. So, so let me hit you with a guy who I think could be somewhat comparable. Comparable, excuse me, Devon A. Chain or James Cook? Uh, James Cook, easily for me. By a lot, by a little, by a lot. He's he's too little for me. I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up. 
Okay, that that is totally fair. What about a a, a more of a bruiser guy? I think a guy that could ha- actually have a similar role in the NFL. Uh, all things being equal, a guy that is growing on me in Zach Charbonnet or a name you just mentioned, Rashad White. Uh, that one's close, bud. You got me with that one. I th- just not knowing, I think I'll say Rashad White just because I could have seen how unbelievable he is as a pass catcher, and that's always going to create that floor that's just so juicy but that also 365 days from now we could look back on this episode and that might be the dumbest thing i say all podcasts maybe all right let me hit you with like a three-headed monster of guys that are all kind of in a similar bag a little three-way action you know uh hey now (laughs) well three-way uh let's talk tank bigsby okay tyler algier Mm. and brian robinson Big guys between the tackles, grinders, not a huge pass catching profile. Who who of those three do you want number one? And then just rank them for me. God, it's weird because like initially I'm like, okay, I want Brian Robinson. But I also don't really like Brian Robinson. I think Antonio Gibson is just straight up better than he is. And they just keep not giving him the job. So I think I might say Evans, actually. I'm just not a believer in Algier. I'm not sure that he's going to be. Evans, you mean Bigsby. Bigsby. Bigsby, yes. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, Algier just does not. Ugh. He's just so boring. Like, he's a nice value to have. Like, you're, you're happy you have him because you got exponentially more than you thought you were going to. I just don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. And, you know, I, I think that's sort of the case with all of these guys. So I think I will swing for a ceiling with uh, Tank and just hope that that's what how it plays out. That one's tough, though. I, I I don't have a good answer for that one. All right, I mean, let's go. Let's go for one. I'm gonna call the Battle of Texas: Damian Pierce or your boy Kendra Miller. Probably Kendra Miller. I'm just I, I'm I'm not in on Damian Pierce. And maybe and maybe that's the stupidest thing that I ever say on this podcast. I, honestly. But I just I love Kendra Miller's contact balance. It's it's Kareem Hunt. And I'm gonna say it on every podcast. I'm gonna say it every single time somebody brings that up because it's the bread and butter of what made Kareem Hunt the person that he was. And I just think Kendra Miller can do it. I just think he is going to be a player in this league. And in a couple of months, if I look super stupid, add it to the Corey Davis talk. Add it to the Hakeem Butler talk. We'll we'll get there. But He's just, he's somebody I like how he plays. And so I'm going to have a lot of them. All right. I got one last one for you. And then we're going to take this one home. Cool. We're going to talk about one of my guys, my guy, Sean Tucker, okay. or the aforementioned James Cook. I think I'm going to take James Cook. He showed he's in a good offense. <laughs> like we said about Damian Harris, he gets hurt. He was a good pass catcher. He had a pretty good yards per attempt. James Cook did at least, and I don't know where Sean Tucker is going to end up. Second round to the Buffalo Bills is a pretty damn juicy spot for any running back to go, so it's going to be tough to overcome that, and I just like James Cook better. Well, I, I don't agree. I, I love Sean Tucker. I think I think Buffalo likes James Cook so much they went and signed 
Damian Harris. They brought in Naheem Hines. They also, got, they also got rid of Devin Singletary, who had been their guy, and they could have yeah. signed him for cheap. That That is fair, and there's a lot of running backs in this draft, but you know why I like Sean Tucker? He's five, he's he's five foot nine. How tall are you, sir? Five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere? Huh? I mean, a- any reason to play drops on the podcast? That that's what I'm here for. Actually, Especially full metal jacket ones, dude. You talk about a classic. That 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 should be required watching for just about everybody because it's so good. So that was Jerry and I trying to make. Uh, a lack of news, a lack of movement. I mean, the combines over, pro days are largely over. Uh, as you're listening to this on Wednesday, we are three weeks away from the draft on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, what would that be? Like the fifth? Uh, sounds right. Wednesday, the fifth of. If you're listening, to this, we're we're three weeks away. Yeah. We're three weeks and a day away. So we're we're going to continue to do this. We're going to hit up some more mock drafts. Like I said, next week we're gonna grab some patrons, grab some guests, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mock draft the 2022 class versus the 2023 class. We're just gonna put them all in a sack. We're gonna shake that sack up, and we're gonna draft. So Jerry, this one went a little long for us. We tried to keep this mud yeah. right around it, but it was good conversation. True. And I, well, give me a cheap it, it reason to hang out with you. Cool. Well, Jerry, I mean, I'm not gonna put you. On, I'm not gonna put you on the spot. But maybe on Wednesday we can do another bonus show. Oh, we'll see if any news pops off. Maybe Aaron Rodgers finally gets traded. Maybe Lamar figures something out. Uh, we'll see what other coach. We'll see what other coach speak comes up. If uh, we can find a reason to give you a bonus, you know we will. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future, go back to Monday and listen to Dallas talk about rookies on the rookie rundown. Um, I'm trying to predict the future and that hopefully tomorrow you have an episode of the dynasty war games. And then I'll see about getting this man back on for a bonus show. But Jerry, thank you so much. It's a good show. True. Always fun. Oh, always fun. Well, listen, on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. My name is Memphis. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And remember, Here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon with more Rookie and Dynasty Talk. Thank you all. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak